are now listening to Late Hit Pro Football Radio. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Late Hit Pro Football Radio with Matt and Tyler. Hasn't been too much going on this past week since we spoke to you last in the NFL, but nonetheless, we do have a few topics to discuss. Our first one we're going to get into is the Eagles are signing former Saints defensive tackle Kentavious Street for sources. Uh, Street racked up only three and a half sacks last season for the Saints. It looks like the Eagles are trying to put some pieces back together on this defensive line for next season. Yeah, I guess they're making up for what they have lost. But uh, this is a defensive tackle. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, from what they have lost. But I don't think he's going to be anywhere near um, what's his face. Uh, was it Hargrave that did? Yeah. Put up what put up the numbers that I think it was like without looking at the numbers, I think it was like eleven or twelve sacks he had last yeah, all, year. All four of their defensive linemen last year had double digit sacks. So Yeah, it's pretty I mean, incredible. I mean it, it, they have a really good rotation. Like they keep people fresh. Um, like we've talked about before. I like the way they handle their defensive line. They just constantly rotate um throughout the series. So that really helps um keep these guys you know, injury-wise, safer and um, limits snap counts and everybody just pretty much fresh and, you know, um, just it just seems to work for them. And uh, I'm surprised you don't see more teams consistently do that. Yeah, I mean, it's good, that, like you said, that they rotate guys every now and then to keep fresh legs in there. I mean, sometimes it's better to have, you know, two slightly above-average guys at that position than one really good player because, you know, like you said, they really rotate guys in there. So a lot of the guys that played this past year, they were always fresh, always getting a break. So and that, right. that really helps out a lot, especially on one of the bigger guys on the defensive line. You know, they're not as in good a shape as like a wide receiver or something. So they get tired a little bit quicker than your skills position players. So, uh, yeah, it's good Good that they keep signing guys. I mean, Streets wasn't necessarily bad last year, uh, but, you know, three and a half sacks isn't really anything too special to write home about for a defensive lineman. But I think he's he's a good player. He's a good defensive tackle. And I think the Eagles are going to, you know, utilize him to the best of his abilities like they did with their entire defensive line last year. Yep. Not really much more else to say on that one. That's pretty uh... – Pretty good pickup, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're like I said, they were trying to get some guys in on that defensive line after, you know, letting, like you said, Hargrave go to the 49ers. So, I mean, that was a huge loss for them, and they're trying to. I didn't see what the contract was though. Uh, it was a one-year deal, or I think it was a one-year deal, but I didn't see what uh, as the far dollars. As numbers. I'm sure it wasn't anything crazy. No, nah, probably not. <laughs> All right, and then the Bengals agreed to terms with former Vikings tight end Irv Smith Jr. on a one-year contract as well. I think he's a, I think he's one of the not one of the better tight ends in the league, but I think he's a good tight end to have. Uh, you know, especially when you have you know a guy like uh, Joe Burrow throwing the ball. I mean, and he's got other weapons, you know, on offense as well. So, I mean, Irv Smith isn't going to be a guy that they're probably going to target too much, but he's a guy to have there, you know, he's going to be a good target when Burrow needs to get get the ball to him. Yeah, and uh not to bounce back and forth, but it was only uh 100 uh 1.28 million um that they signed Street to. So that's pretty 
That's pretty yes. crazy. So they got um, got got him for a pretty cheap price there. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, with Irv Smith, yeah. Um I totally agree. Um I think he's gonna be awesome for Joe Burrow. Like you said, it's not something they they're gonna have to rely on or anything like that. Um his last he didn't really have any kind of serious big seasons uh with Minnesota. He wasn't a huge you know, like a top asset for the team. But um, he definitely, you know, he especially in the red zone, I think he can stand out and help out a little bit. So that's, yeah. uh, he's, was he on third year now? This will be his fourth year. Yeah, he's young yet. So that's also good. You know, yeah. That, that's the good thing about the, the Bengals offenses. They're so young, you know, they got Burrow, Mixon, you know, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, you know, all these guys are in within the first five years of their career. So they're building a young team together, which is mm-hmm. going to help them out, you know, tremendously, you know, and Irv Smith probably not going to be the same tight end as Hayden Hurst was right. last year for them. I mean, Hurst obviously came up big for them in quite a few situations last season. So it's going to be hard for them to fill those shoes. But I think Irv Smith is probably – you know, a good fit for them. Like I said, they've got so many other weapons on this offense that tight end really doesn't need to be too explosive. But, you know, like I said, Ersmith, I like him, and I think he's going to be a good fit in this, this offense. Yeah, he's coming off an injury from last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he only yeah, 25 receptions last year, 182 yards. I mean, it looks like he's only played like five games last year, I think. Five games, yeah. And well, the Vikings too also traded for T.J. Hawkinson, right? So, so he wasn't really utilized too much because yeah. of that that pickup that they got from the Lions uh, during the season last year. So, you know, he was injured, like you said, but then again, he was kind of the number two tight end after they got Hawkinson, so he wasn't really too uh, utilized too much in that offense. He's the second round pick, Bama boy from. 2019. So I'm sure if somebody can get him going, it's going to be under uh, Joe Zach Burrow Taylor. and the crew. Yeah. yeah, Zach Taylor in that offense. Like, like I said, they know how. Because Hayden Hurst, he was with you know Atlanta and Baltimore in early on in his career. I mean, he really wasn't too much of a you know threat. But um, then he signed with the the Bengals and Joe Burrow and all them. So I think they kind of revitalized his career and he was able to get a big money contract uh, from Carolina now because of that. So who knows, maybe, maybe Irv Smith will, you know, be one of the better tight ends in the league now that he's got Joe Burrow instead of Kirk cousins, but (laughs) we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to jump that to that kind of length yet, but uh, I mean, if I was a Bengals fan, I'd, you know, I'd be okay with it, but it's not like I would be like jumping jumping for joy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not anything to go crazy about, but uh, I think, I think, like you said, Zach Taylor will be able to make something out of this. Yeah. So, yeah, excited to see him in a Bengals uniform. All right. The Raiders have agreed to terms on a two year deal with journeyman quarterback Brian Hoyer. He was with the Patriots last year, and he's been all over the place around the league in his career. So, he's going to be heading to Las Vegas to back up uh, Jimmy G on this uh, offense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's another one. It's like, I don't. He's been in the league since two thousand nine, so I mean, he's an older, older guy. It's bounced around. He started his career in New England, and he's been in 
New England more than anywhere. Um, he's a good solid backup, I guess. On you know, I don't know. I don't know what you really want to go with because you know Raiders. You just signed Jimmy G, so yeah, you know, just. I mean, it's right. Brian. It's not like it's a. It's a, if I was if I was Raiders, I would have signed somebody that you could rely on a little bit more. Like maybe give Cam Newton a try. I know this yeah. is grasping for straws, but uh, give Cam Newton a try in case Jimmy G thing doesn't pan out. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. But, as as I mean, as far as backup quarterbacks go, Brian Hoyer is probably one of the better ones. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like yeah, you, I agree with that. Like you said, he spent some time behind Tom Brady. Uh, mm-hmm. He was, you know, with Bill Belichick in that offense, and he has experience with Josh McDaniels. So, I mean. But you know what you got with him, and I don't think you could say he's going to win you. No, he's not going to. If, if win you a things, bunch of games if yeah, you had to. <laughs> if things wouldn't happen to pan out with Jimmy G, you know, Brian Hoyer's not going to come in and be the starting quarterback of the future for that team. I mean, he's at the end of his career anyway, so. I mean, yeah. but you know, like like I said, he's got experience with Josh McDaniels. Um, you know, he's backed up Tom Brady, so he's got he's got the experience. He's got the starting time too because he was, you know, a starter with the Browns for a little bit uh, for one year, and then he started a few games with the Bears, Colts, the Patriots, you know, you know, teams like that. So I mean, he's got he's got the starting experience, so he's a good, well balanced backup quarterback for a team that needed one, and you know, Jimmy G needs a good solid backup because he's not the healthiest guy. You know, we see him get yeah. injured all the time. So, And I that's mean, what I mean. It's not just about Jimmy's not performing right. Um, he does go down pretty often, unfortunately, yeah, I mean, for Jimmy G. Yeah, I mean, we've seen last year with the, the foot injury and then a couple of years ago he tore his Achilles or his ACL, which was a non-contact injury. So he's, he's... – NFL's not really made for Italian models. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's a more of a pretty boy. I mean, he's gonna get injured, uh, but yeah. So that's I think it's a good solid signing for a, a team that needed a second quarterback. Yeah, and not that I'm a huge Cam Newton fan or anybody like that, but you know there is a couple free agents out there. You know, I would have won. I would have pursued, um, you know, somebody like a Cooper Rush or somebody. Um, you know, tried to try to get yourself a good quality backup just in case this 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 limb you jumped on with uh Jimmy G just didn't exactly pan out. Not that I don't have faith in Jimmy G. I've come a long way with him. Um but you know I'm just not a fan of old veteran backups that you kind of know what you got and you probably won't win a game or two with. Yeah. It's just I'm just I don't know. I'm just I feel like it's just a waste of money. That's my opinion. I, I just feel like now, though, like the quarterback market is so dense. Like you, like like he's Brian Hoyer signing with the Raiders. Like, really, who else is really out there though that you can sign? Baker Mayfield. I mean, that's true. Baker I Mayfield. would rather take a chance with him because I mean he's at least unpredictable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Brian Hoyer, you know what you got. Not to saying he's terrible, but. Um, to expect him to go, send him out there to go into games when he's been there since in the league since 2009 and be shocked when he loses is kind of, you know, it's pretty pathetic. But then Baker Mayfield, he may go out there and give you a game or two, you know what I mean, that you're like, damn, okay, we could, we could, we could uh, make this last for Jimmy G to come back, you know, in two, three games, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, but I think Baker Mayfield was probably looking to sign with a team where he had a shot at starting. And uh, I think know, that chance is over with. Well, I mean, he's probably going to start for the Bucks this year. I don't I think. Mean, the, I guess I don't know. With, with the position that they're drafting in, they're probably not going to get a, a quarterback in the first round or anything. So, I mean, Baker's probably going to be their guy. I mean, they don't really have anybody else on their roster besides Kyle Trask, who hasn't started an NFL game yet. I just feel like that's that's just not going to happen because then it just seems like you're in a better the same situation that you were last year. You're just like a bunch of random. I've, so they I've, so they get a quarter way in the season and then they decide, oh no, we're just going to, you know, I don't who's there. Who do they even have? They've Andy Kyle Dalton Trask. still, Kyle what? Trask. Who are you talking about? The Bucks? Oh, the Bucks. Yeah, I'm thinking. Oh, I'm, I'm back and back. I'm back and forth. <laughs> yeah, the Bucks. You're right. Yeah, they only have Kyle Trask. I'm, I'm totally That's what back I'm and forth. It's like I feel like Baker Mayfield's going to go into the season as a starting quarterback, and then he's going to perform poorly, and then they're going to put in Kyle yeah. Trask just to see what they have. For some and reason, then... I had the Saints in my mind. I don't know. <laughs> did you say the Saints first? Time? I did not. Maybe but, I need more uh, coffee, but yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're both shitty teams in the NFC South, so. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel like Baker's going to go into the season as their starting quarterback, and then he's going to do poorly, and then they're going to put Kyle Trask in just to see what they got, because I think he was. Oh, no doubt. I think he was a second-round pick for them a few years ago, but, you know, I don't think either one of them is going to be their starting quarterback. I think this is going to be a, a top 10 draft year coming up for them in 2024. And then they're going to I mean, pick if up I'm quarterback. Buck, yeah, I agree. I mean, if I'm a buck, so I'm I'm a fan of you. Might as well just go with the rook, uh, not the rookie, the young guy. Yeah. Um, like you said, they just drafted a couple years back. Um, you know what you got in Baker, but as along uh, along the lines of a backup, I like Baker for a backup more than I like um, Brian Hoyer. Yeah, and I think that's where we're going to see Baker be at after this season. Yeah. I think he's going to be finishing out his career as a, as a backup quarterback in this league, which sucks because what I a actually, shocker. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually kind of like Baker and I, yeah, I did too. that year that he took the Browns to the playoffs. I felt like they had a pretty solid team. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they went to the, and they actually, they beat the Steelers that year. And then that they was lost. their best season in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Before that they had like, was it their, Zero win season? I forget. Zero and sixteen, yeah. Yeah, the year before they drafted I think, him. I think yeah. that was the year they before they drafted Baker. They were yeah, 0 and sixteen. Sure. Yeah. yeah, so I mean he's uh like I said, he's definitely probably gonna finish out his career as a backup. I don't see him really going anywhere and taking a I feel team. Like he, I feel like he just got too big too quick for his own head, especially. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean he got if you, commercials if you take, instantly, he's yeah. got you know what I mean? No, he's got nothing. You don't see him on anything anymore. You don't? Do they still? They don't still have those ones where he owns the stadium or something. <laughs> well, they can't. He's not in Cleveland anymore. <laughs> can't they even show that it wasn't Cleveland Stadium, was it? Yeah, it I was. forget. Yeah. Oh, it was okay. I don't yeah. remember them showing any kind of bad like logos or anything. Okay. Yeah, it but, was for yeah. it was for Progressive or something. I forget. Yeah, yeah. but they yeah, were pretty funny actually. But I yeah. think I think he just got too big too fast, and it was just. Oh, it's just a weird situation. I feel I like mean, a it, lot of people can't handle that pressure. Yeah, if you take the Browns to the playoffs, I mean, your head's <laughs> going to be huge. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> thought he was the the next Tom Brady at that point. 
Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Baker, to me, I felt like was too hyped coming out of college for what he actually was. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think he deserved I liked him out of Oklahoma. He was yeah, good. I mean, but he was in that same draft class with Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Right. And, you know, so to me, he wasn't the best quarterback in that draft class, uh, but he was the number one overall pick, and now he's not even playing for the Browns anymore, so. Yeah, it was like he was number one overall, and then wasn't it Josh Rosen? Yeah, Josh Rosen. <laughs> that poor guy. I feel so bad for Josh Rosen. He never got a shot. That's what I always say, too, and nobody ever agrees with me. I just feel like yeah, he never they, got a legit shot. They drafted him in the first round, and then the year after that, they drafted Kyler Murray number one overall. Yeah, one so, fucking year, dude. Yeah. It's like, so, And he didn't even start the whole year. Yes. He was a backup for a few games, and then he started a few, and then they kind of said, yeah, no, didn't they have done. McCoy or somebody? I forget who. I forget who the hell it was. Uh, it's one of the veterans. But yeah, one of the guys bounced around. Then that that next year's Cliff Kingsbury took over and decided that he wanted Kyler Murray as his quarterback, and we see well, how listen, well that worked out for him. Your rookie year, you get benched, and what does that do for your? You know what I mean? What does that do for your mentality of this? You know what I mean? Going forward, your confidence and everything. It's just, yeah. do you ever think that that some people? You know what I mean? He he was so good coming out of college, and then you bench. Come on, man! Like I just. Yeah, I just don't I, get that. And what did you have to lose? Right. And I always say, too, like you should never judge a quarterback or any player really off of their rookie season because the transition right. from college to the NFL is huge. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to have yeah. a, a learning curve. At least you have to. So, I mean, for them to just throw Josh Rosen to the side after his rookie season and, and draft another quarterback in the first round, to me, it was just stupid in my opinion. And then even after he left there, and I forget where who picked him up. Uh, he bounced around for a little. I think he was with Miami and Washington. Yeah, this, this the season after that or whatever. I forget who picked him up, but even then, it's just like after that, it's like he didn't he didn't look terrible throwing the ball. Always, he just looked like a guy that lost his confidence. You know? What yeah. I, mean? I don't know. I just I always felt terrible for him coming out. Yeah, of I don't even think he's. I think he might be a backup in Atlanta right now, but or he's out of the league altogether. But I mean, he he was like I had high hopes for him coming out of the at yeah. in the draft too, and then mm-hmm. that whole situation happened, and I, I just feel bad for the guy. It all depends on uh, to me, like it's all your opportunity. You know what kind of what kind of team you land on. You know what I mean? We've seen how many years, how many uh, drafts over the years that. You know, quarterbacks go to die at the at the at the Browns and the Jets, yeah. and uh, you know what I mean. Look at Sam Darnold. I can't stand Sam Darnold, but that killed his career. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. I mean, he got to a point where he looked like he was just seeing ghosts and just chucking yeah. the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you got bad <laughs> a bad front office around you, and they don't know how to you know what I mean run an organization like uh, the great ones do. Like uh, New England's, you know, organization, and even I mean, they're 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 facing a little bit of a crisis right now. But um, like those big organizations, uh, Steelers always been a really good, you know, uh, quarterback situation, except for I guess the last couple of years, you know, with the Mason Crosby thing. Yeah. Um, but what I'm getting at is it's it's just all all where you it's all it's all kind of luck. You know what I mean? It's just 
you don't want to be picked first uh, first overall. Usually, that's the problem. I mean, it works out for some guys. I mean, we've seen some guys go Peyton Manning yeah. first overall. You know, it worked out for him. You know, it does happen for some guys, but other guys, it just gets to their head. Or and he wasn't even that good coming out of Peyton Manning. His, his rookie. That's why I say, like Peyton yeah. Manning's rookie year was. I think awful. he led the league in, in interceptions. Yeah, that he, year. he had he had the record. <laughs> Or either he still has the record for most interceptions by a rookie quarterback. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty so, crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like, never judge a player by their rookie year because they're still. I don't think you should always ever judge them just by one year in general. I think they need to, com- you know, make a complete resume. You know what I mean? Right. That's why. That's why I always go back to the Hurst thing. It's not like I'm hating on the guy, but he had a not a good, um, like, um, starting year. Yeah, what year he started? We always go to this twenty one or something. Yeah, that he start. He actually started um, with with Wentz gone, and then that was not a very good year. And then he had the year like last year where he took his team to Super Bowl. Well, you need to see, you know, where you're going to fall. Are you going to fall towards the bottom again, or are you going to fall to the top, or are you just going to, you know, fit somewhere middle of the league, middle of the pack, Jack? You know what I mean? You, you, that's why I wouldn't go ahead and pay the guy already, um, but. It's the same thing with like Zach. Um, I know you don't like Zach Wilson, but okay, he comes out and he's hurt, and he, he has one decent. See, he has one season where you have like Garrett Wilson around him or something like that, or yeah. you know what I mean. He actually has a decent team, and you kind of just half-ass his his uh, shot. You know what I mean? You bench him, you put him back in, you bench him, and then what does that do for your confidence? That's just I just don't like organizations that do that kind of shit. I like organizations that just stick to their guy and say, that's our guy when we're going to stick to it. And then whatever they do behind the scenes, yell at them, get them ready, <laughs> prepped, you know, whatever, yeah. but doing it on live TV, embarrassing the fuck out of them. Like they did with Zach Wilson. It's just, to me, it just ruins, ruins them. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I am a big proponent of giving that guy at least a year for, like I said, the learning curve. But, you know, some guys need it, some guys don't. Some guys come in and just shine immediately. So it's difficult to say who's going to and who's not going to. So you have to kind of gauge out the situation and see what you got in a guy. But, you know, never give up on someone after one year. You know what I mean? Like Packers are going to go through that this year. Yeah. I don't think we have that on our talk list. But um, just to go over that quick, that's going to be – a a bit of a doozy for Packers fans because like we've talked about before, they've had pretty much probably most Packer fans today have had Brett Favre and then Aaron Rodgers and that's it. You know what I mean? Um, Two Hall of Fame Fame, quarterbacks. Um, One's going to be a Hall of Fame within, you know, five years after he retires, probably within the next year or two. But yeah, yeah, now they're going to go to Jordan Love and he's only played a few you know, a few within a few games, I think. Did he? Did he started one, right? Yeah, he, Aaron Rodgers was injured. I think that was last one year, game. I yeah, something yeah. like that. And then he's filled in at like the end of games and stuff. Right. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like you hear from players and stuff. It's like, yeah, he looks great in practice. Yeah, well, practice isn't the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. I, mean? I mean, yeah, you can't judge a player off of his performance and you know <laughs> practice or training camp and. So, I don't know. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is, like I said, we don't know what the hell is going on with that situation yet. 
I mean, this <laughs> is one of our this is one of our talking points, so we might as well just get this one out of the way. But there's a rumor going around that the 49ers have contacted the Packers about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no deal is going through yet um, for either side, the Jets or the 49ers. Or not, nothing's been confirmed. We haven't heard anything other than what we've heard, you know, a few weeks ago. But I mean, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm, I'd rather go to San Francisco. Oh yeah, um, except for you just told the Jets to sign all your buddies, but that's besides the point. Did you see that uh, they just somebody took a picture of uh, Aaron Rodgers coming out of a, <laughs> a one of those crystal stone shops <laughs> with a bag of crystal bag of crystals? Was it photoshopped or was that real? I think it's real. It's oh, just funny because it just fits his character. I don't know. He's, he's so. Goofball. I mean, he's so weird. He's so strange, dude. He cracks me up. It's kind of funny. I'm not gonna lie. Like I do not like the dude, but outside of football, he's actually pretty yeah. funny. He cracks yeah, me he up. Is. I love watching his interviews. He's just a wise ass, especially when he's on Pat McAfee. Yeah, those are great. I, don't you feel like though, watching him, he's just so like calculated in every move he does, everything he talks about. It's like almost like like he like he predicts what he, they're going to ask him and he writes it down right. and like studies it before they ask him. You know, he just seems like he's very self-aware of every situation. Yeah. He's, he's, he's very, and I, I say he's weird, but he's very, very intelligent. Yeah. I think so. And, too. You know, that trend, that's one of the reasons why he's such a good quarterback is because he's, he's very, like you said, calculated. He knows what he's doing yeah. so he can, you know, make better decisions than a lot of guys on the field. So, I mean, but the whole situation here, I mean, <laughs> I mean, and I've heard, I, I think it's going to go till after the draft. It, yeah. But I mean, I think that's the Packers intentions. Yeah. I think the Packers pull a fast one on here on him here and the jets and kind of, uh, unexpectedly, outsmarted them you know what i mean like yeah 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 you can go talk with a trade and pretty much promise a deal under the on the, under the table saying yeah i mean you give us a first round pick you know what i mean we'll make that work and stuff yeah. like that they go and sign you can't tell me something like that didn't happen because then they go and sign all of his buddies you know what i mean this quote-unquote wish list that he said he never made for the jets go to sign all of his buddies and then now here we are pat uh Packers are like, uh, yeah, good signings, but uh, we decided we want more for them. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? I feel like they just did it on purpose, and it's awesome. I love yeah. it. That that whole wish list thing, though, that was between Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Like they had, That's what I, I mean, think, yeah. The Jets had a a, a, a meeting with Rodgers, uh, yeah. you know, not with the Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it was so, approved by the Packers. It was approved by the Packers, but they weren't yeah. there. Right. So, I mean – then the Packers have the upper hand here because they can pretty much ask for whatever they want, and I think the Jets are going to give it to them. I do too. But, but it's just kind of like both both Aaron Rodgers and the Jets have agreed to this, so the Packers are the only thing that's holding it up. So I mean, what what like what's the what would be the benefit of holding out to offer the draft for the Packers? Just to fuck him over a little bit more and uh, screw over his future team. You know what I mean? It kind of hardens. Makes things harder when it comes to the draft because it's like, okay, well, are we going to end up with Rodgers or are we not? Because that, you know what I mean, that changes who you're drafting, obviously. Yeah, 
but I, I think he's probably due a roster bonus at some point in the near future. So they, I would imagine that they would want to get rid of him before that happens. Like, why would you want to pay a guy his roster bonus if you're just going to get rid of him? We'll see how petty they are. I think the whole 49ers thing came out because Rodgers – I mean, this is just my speculation. It's just funny because, you know what I mean, the whole situation. Um, I think the whole 49ers thing came out because of Aaron Rodgers manipulating the media, trying to push the Jets to say, whatever, let's just get this deal done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we don't want him going to the 49ers. What did you ask for, too? Okay, deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like that's what he's, he's – that's what I mean. He's so calculated. And, well, not uh, not only that, not only that, like from the Packers' standpoint too, like the the Forty ers are in your in your conference. Yeah, yeah. Like not saying that Jordan Love is going to take him to the playoffs or anything this year, but you know, you're not going to you have a better chance of meeting the Forty ers in the playoffs than you do the Jets in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, well, we'll see about that one. I don't know, but you're right. AFC is more of a stacked uh, conference right now than NFC, so. Probably right on that one. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But like I said, I, I don't expect the trade to go through until, you know, right before the draft or after the draft. Yeah, I could see it right after the draft. Yeah. It'd be funny. It'd be like that Monday after the draft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Probably. <laughs> you could tell then when they were just being dickheads. Yeah. All right, we're, done, we're done playing around. You guys can have them now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, Eagles quarterback Darius Slay says he almost signed with the Ravens moments before re-signing with the Eagles. So, I mean, he... That would have been great. Yeah, it would have been. I mean, I, I would rather see him as a Baltimore Raven than a Philadelphia Eagle. But he's going... You know, it's. I guess he just loves the place that much, but the way they went about it, I don't know. I just... I don't know. They like they signed... I know Bradbury was a lot cheaper, um, but the way they just kept playing around with it, I would have just been like... How much do you want to sign before Ravens? Yeah. You know what I mean. Uh, I'm I'm game. Let's go. Yeah, I would have I would have used the Ravens deal, or maybe he did use the Ravens deal. Maybe he did. Yeah. With the Eagles did. Who knows? But I mean, maybe, maybe they call wind of that, and they're like, okay, yeah. let's stop fucking around now. Let's just sign him. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I would have done if I was Darius Flay. I would have said, I would have texted the Eagles front office and said, hey, I just got an offer from the Ravens. You guys want to do something yeah. about this? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just – I can't play for an organ. I, I, I wouldn't be able to play for an organization if they were fucking toying with me like that. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just have – I don't know. I can't – I hold – I would hold a grudge too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I understand where you're coming from because it's like at a certain point you're like, well, if you guys really wanted me, you would have signed me already. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, wouldn't, they wouldn't have let him go and – Unless yeah. somebody, obviously, unless you're one of those guys that nobody actually wants, <laughs> like Cam yeah. Newton right now. That, right. I mean, Cam Newton's trying to make orders of all the teams he would play QB1 for. Did you see that? No, that was – it was actually – Oh, QB2. Who, yeah. yeah, who would back yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, back up, I meant. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's like, okay, well, none of those teams are interested in you. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I don't know what you're trying to, what you're trying to pull here. But yeah, you just know. can't face the fact that – He's and he could be right about one or two quarterbacks in the league. You know what I mean? I'm sure he could have went in there and did exactly what. I mean, look at the Zach like, Wilson had to offer or somebody. Yeah, like we said, look at the Tampa Bay situation. Like he wouldn't yeah. be able to compete with Baker Mayfield for the starting job. Yeah, or at least mean, back yeah. him up if he wasn't 
playing well enough. I mean, there's quite a few teams where he could go in there as the number two and possibly take over the starting role. Yeah, or, I don't totally disagree with him. It's just the way he went about it. Like, oh, yeah. most of the team. No, like a handful of teams at most. But, you know what I mean? Like, And then backup role, I would go most of the teams. He would be a good backup, yeah. Because yeah. you don't know what you're going to get with Cam Newton. You, he could have a really, really good game, or or he could just have one of those games where it's like he's average. You know yeah. what I mean? At, at best. You know what I mean? And I'll take that over an old vet like Brian Hoyer that you just know you're going to get average at best, if that. Yeah. I mean, That's just my, uh, my opinion on backups. Yeah. I mean, there's like we've, we've seen, I mean, obviously his play has declined from what it right. was, you know, in that MVP year where they went to the Super Bowl and. Uh, but he, I feel like he still earned a shot to be able to at least compete for a backup role, if not mm-hmm. a starting job. I mean, and there's plenty of teams in the NFL right now that could use a solid backup quarterback. Like I said, the market this year just isn't, you know, where it was in previous years. And like I said, and you could probably pick any team in the NFC South where he could go and be a solid. Like he could go back up Derek Carr in New Orleans. He could yeah, probably. But- his problem is his ego. It's just, it's the same thing that Colin yeah, Kaepernick if, had. And but if I mean, you if if he's coming out and saying there's a list of quarterbacks that he would want to back up, like you already know the guy's willing to to sit behind someone, be a number two to get a chance. That's what I'm saying. Like he could probably, like I said, go to New Orleans and, and be a good number two to Derek Carr. He could go to you know the Panthers again and be a good number two to whoever they're going to draft with the first overall pick. I mean, he could even go to Atlanta. I mean, their only quarterbacks right now are Taylor Heineke and, um, right. you know, so he could go, oh, I agree. he could go, like I said, even compete to be the starter there in, in Atlanta, depending on how Taylor Heineke does. But I mean, I, I think he deserves a shot and I don't think teams are going to give him one, like you said, because of the whole ego thing. I mean, I think we've seen that ruin many players careers and NFL yeah. teams are a little, you know, pumping the brakes when they see a guy like that. Who well, I uh, think New England was his last trip. Yeah, you know what I mean. I just think, uh, you know, you know, you know, these coaches and these organizations talk to each other, and it's like, how did he handle being a backup? I mean, <laughs> what did you think? How Cam Newton handled it being a backup? Yeah. Why do you think we let him go? Um, okay, well, that solves that. Now, no team's going to want him as a backup. You know what I mean? That goes. It takes a lot. Takes a lot to go from your whole life. You're a star, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you're a little kid. You know, what I mean, you're you're the quarterback of it, especially quarterbacks. You know, they're the star of the team always. Then you're in high school. You're a star. These kids in high school that you know what I mean. Andy Dalton, all these guys that are supposed to be backups now. Andy Dalton's ego's too much, but you know what I mean because his whole life he was probably a star. Yeah. You know, you don't think that like. Uh, who is who's the backup? That's who's uh the backup? Who's the, name a good backup that's been around for a while? Not Brian Hoyer, but I was gonna say Brian Hoyer. I, I can't think of him. He just came from Vikings. Uh, well, not I think it was his last last hurrah. Maybe he retired now. I don't know. He's literally been on like every team. I can't think of him, but I mean, there's a quite a few quarterbacks like that that have been around he the just, league. He just probably left. Uh, he was on. He's just on the Browns and then what the Vikings. What about uh, uh, Josh McCown? Josh McCown, that's another one. People yeah. don't think of that. It's like he was probably like he played you know, for <laughs> half the teams in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, and he's probably like the he's his whole life he was a star. 
Yeah. And then to go in the NFL and then it just not work out and then be told, okay, you're no longer the star. You're just going to sit on the bench. And when this guy gets hurt or whatever, we don't really expect you to win. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, just go out there and give it your all, bud. Yeah. And being asked to do that and just swallow your pride, that's hard to do, man. You really just got to be in it for the money at that point. You know what I mean? Okay, I'll ride the bench for, you know, veteran minimum. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean, and that's all you you got to swallow your pride and do. That's hard to do, man. I don't know if I would be able to do that if I was a star my whole life. But I mean, uh, you know, it's better than not being in the league at all. Well, at a certain age, you start yeah. to realize that. Like well, for like, a guy like, like Cameron, yeah, mm, you, he's still kind of young, isn't he? He's probably mid thirties, I would say. Is he? He, he got drafted in two thousand eleven. Oh. oh wow! Yeah, yeah I didn't. Hear. Let me just Google it real quick, but we can. I'm pretty sure he's like mid thirties. He's 33 years old. Oh yeah, no, he's done. I didn't even. I thought yeah. honestly, I thought he was like 30, 31. I just wow. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he's for his for his age and where he's at in his career. He hasn't played in the league in a couple right. of years, so I mean, sitting behind someone is better than not playing at all. All right. So, we'll see. I I I'm excited to see if anybody signs him this year because, like I said, I'm a, I've always been a huge Cam Newton fan. So, uh, I wish him the best of luck. What does like the XFL on them play pay their superstar quarterbacks? Uh I think they're Did, their average salary. Millions? No. Oh, okay. They're probably making like sixty, seventy thousand. Oh wow! Okay, never mind. Yeah, they're not. They're not. So making... that's really like that's really really last resort. That's like Cam Newton if he was like seventy years old and he just like couldn't give it up and he's like, you know what? I gotta be that guy. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta win one more. Yeah. So the uh, XFL players earn five thousand dollars per week with a one thousand oh, dollar yeah, bonus no. per win. So this means that one player could make around sixty thousand dollars. With although, although I wish the NFL was structured like that, um, like because they obviously make way too much money for playing a sport you loved your entire life. Um, the risk now knowing what the NFL makes and then knowing the risk, it's not worth it for that dollar. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you know I make more than that. That's crazy. You know what I mean? It's like I would yeah, never. Then, I would never do that. Then again, You're, like they're they're. Uh... They probably get their meals for free. You know, they're getting. I don't care. You're you're getting concussions for a free shot, too, pretty much. Well, yeah, but then a, a shot to to potentially make an NFL roster, like we we said before, PJ Walker. I mean, with what he did before the XFL yeah. folded that COVID year, I mean, he got his shot again. He signed with the Panthers, and now I believe he's with the Bears now. So, I mean, you know, some guys are making the most out of their opportunities in the XFL to make it onto an NFL roster. All right. I could see that. Um, if you think of it as a stepping stone, but somebody like Cam Newton, obviously wouldn't downgrade to that kind of salary for that kind of risk. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be worth it. You're playing with people who are the size and potentially could be in the NFL. You know what I mean? So, and they could literally destroy you. Yeah, but I mean, Cam Cam Newton, he had a big money contract, so he's probably got money in the bank. You know what I mean? Like, he's not—he's not 
doing it for the money anymore. I don't think he's probably just doing it for all the designer, all the designer wear and stuff he has. <clears throat> he costs <laughs> yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, all those weird freaking outfits that he wore to the, the post game conferences. Scarfs probably are worth more than anything I own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I, some of some of those guys with their fashion. Yeah, it's just. Little, it's, it's, I mean, if you got the weird. money for it, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. I like listening to the to the players that you know invest all their money and don't touch anything, and those are the guys just wearing normal clothes, normal suits, and stuff to the games. And, and you watch those guys; it's like I want to see what their bank account's like compared to the guys that you know spent their whole career saving all this money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. do you think these guys like Ceedee Lamb and all them are just dumping money, like just there's, wasting it? No, I mean, there's guys like uh, I'm trying to think of who I just read an article about. Uh, the one NFL player he drives his mom's like Honda Civic to practice every day. <laughs> like he doesn't spend any money, which which isn't a bad thing. I mean, so you yeah. you have guys like that who don't spend any money. They're stingy with it, and then you have guys that are blowing it on Lamborghinis and mansions and stuff I mean, like that. I mean, that. I think there's a good middle ground. I don't know if I would drive a 95 Civic with 170,000 miles on it every day if I'm, you know, making $30, $30 million a year or something. But yeah. uh, there's a good middle ground. I would buy, like, a nice little BMW or something. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> I would, yeah, I would probably just buy, like, not, not maybe, like, not a BMW, but, like, a decent, you know, middle of the road car, like maybe like a, a Chevy or something like that, you know, don't want to show off too much, but <laughs> let people know that, yeah, I'm an NFL quarterback or something. And maybe we're getting a little, little off topic here. Yeah. Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> All right. So the Patriots are reportedly planning on shopping quarterback, Mac Jones. Does this open the door for a Lamar Jackson trade? Do you think? I think we talked about it before. I just don't think he fits their system. That's just my opinion. I, I can't see Belichick. Prime, prime example. Uh, run, prime example would be the Cam Newton thing. Same type. Yeah, of, exactly. Type. That's, that is exactly. Uh, that's what I'm getting yeah. at. Same I think type. It'd be of, a waste. Yeah, same type of play style. You know. And um, when when has Belichick and that organization overpaid for a quarterback that was prime? No, they, yeah. Like, they, you know what I mean? Tom Brady always took discounts and stuff, and you know it, was, it seemed to me like it was kind of mutual. So I would, ex- I think they would expect a mutual um, agreement on a uh, fair contract, not asking, not going for what he wants, and he wants to break the market. Yeah, but I also feel like though at some point they're going to have to pay a quarterback like everybody else is doing. All right. So if you I'm know, not paying him though, not, not, he doesn't figure style. It's true, but you know he you know also I mean? he also picked up Cam, like you said, Cam Newton a few years ago. So maybe he's thinking he can make it work. I mean, I don't know. Bill Belichick's no. getting towards the end of his coaching career, I think. So maybe he wants to try and trade for Lamar and see if he can make him work in that system. I mean, Lamar Jackson is twenty six years old. He was coming off of an MVP season just a couple years ago. So, I mean. If I mean, you could make it work. Yeah. You just you're going to have to change your entire playbook for that. You know what I mean? That is completely opposite of what you've been running for since 2000. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's 23 years now or, you know, close to that with Mac Jones because he's essentially a Tom Brady with his play style. He has a little bit of a um, robot scramble like Tom Brady, but it's nothing like 
anything close to what Lamar style is. You know no. I mean? That's, that's pretty much run first offense with Lamar. You know what I mean? That's designed run after designed run. And then uh, you sprinkle in a little, a little pass here and there to your, your check down or running back or whatever. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. I, I don't see it, but maybe. I, I don't like, I mean, I don't want to say I don't like Mac Jones because I think he did well for them last year. Right. He, you know, was not a good year for him, but I mean, his rookie year, he did pretty well. So, I mean, but Bill Belichick, like I said, he's getting towards the end of his coaching career. So he wants to make something happen now. He's not interested in any type of rebuilding process. He he wants to win. You know, that's what he's accustomed to. He's got six rings. So he wants to, to get done what he needs to get done to start winning again. And, I just don't know if Mac Jones is the guy that's going to be able to get that job done. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I think he has, I think it's just the shoes you have to fill there in an organization. That's going to be a challenge under Belichick. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's just going to be a lot of bouncing around until he finds um, nobody. Cause I think he's going to run out of time in my opinion. I like, I like my Mac Jones and I think he could fill the role perfectly for him. I just think, uh, I just think they need a little bit more help on offense than what they did with Tom Brady. That's just my yeah. opinion. And if I'm Belichick, I'm probably maybe after this year saying enough is enough. I yeah. mean, what what really what more does he really have to prove? Nothing. I think so, he just likes to do it, but I, I think mean, now yeah, it's like but he's, now he's getting a he's shit out of it because I'm pretty sure he's in his seventies now. He is, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> I think he's right behind Pete Carroll. Yeah. So I mean. Don't I wouldn't want to stay there and you know essentially they're rebuilding this team again after you know Tom Brady's departure a few years ago. So I mean, if I'm Bill Belichick, I'm going to hand the reins over to someone else and let them do the whole rebuilding process. I don't know that, and maybe Mac Jones is going to be that guy. Who knows? But you know he doesn't look like he will be, and which sucks because I really had faith in him coming out of Alabama. I thought he was one of the better guys in that draft class and it looked like he was going to be but now he's kind of making a naysayer out of me now oh i think you need to they need to cater to him a little bit more than what they did you know what i mean in the last yeah. couple of years you know like i said they're just <clears throat> they're expecting him to fill the shoes of tom brady and it's just not going to happen um i don't care what round you drafted him or anything tom brady was drafted in the sixth round you know what i mean so it's just it's unpredictable when drafting quarterback, and I think Mac Jones got the potential. They just need to step it up with you know the supporting cast around him. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I feel like you have to stick with them. And it's just rumors at this point, right? Right. So it's, yeah, we're not we're not trying to well, say it's that not, it's, it's, it's in talks. Yeah, it's not it's not a, necessarily a rumor. It's a report. Um. I think what's I was the source. Trust I me. I think bro. it was Adam Schefter. Was it? Yeah. I didn't see that from him. Okay. Yeah, cause I, I just I, seen source. Trust me, bro. I follow, <laughs> yeah. I follow, I follow Adam Schefter on pretty much every social media outlet. So I said, I, mean, I just didn't see that from him. Okay. <laughs> you could be right. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, I'm asking what the source was, but you I mean, I've heard, uh, I've heard this rumor before, you know, before this past week, I heard, that Bill Belichick wasn't necessarily the happiest with Mac Jones. So it's not right. really too surprising, but I don't know. I mean, 
I don't know if they go for Lamar Jackson. I know the Ravens GM uh, says that the team is considering drafting a quarterback in the first round this year. Now, who knows if uh, they actually will because they hold the number 22 overall pick. That's so what I was going to say. Most of your quarterbacks are probably <laughs> going to be gone by then unless they happen to trade mm-hmm. up. Who knows? But I mean, well, I think- <clears throat> you could, you could, uh, who's the team? Was it Carolina first? Yeah. No, Carolina moved. No, Carolina is the one that first. moved it first. Yeah. yeah. Got Carolina, then, Houston, they're both going to get quarterbacks probably. They're both going to get quarterbacks, so there's your chance. Yeah. Um, hey, here's Lamar. You know what I mean? You give us that first-round pick. We cut ties with Lamar. It's it's entirely possible. You know There's, what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, They. I would think that in order for them to take a quarterback in the first round, though, they're probably going to have to trade up because there's just too many. Oh, they have to. Too many teams in the first in top ten alone that are going to be looking for a quarterback. Yeah. So, I mean, and from and from my opinion, you know, the relationship between Lamar Jackson and the Ravens is tainted. Done. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't think either one of them wants him there next year. So, I mean, they at some point going to have to do something to get rid of the guy. I don't think that they're going to put him on a franchise tag of, you know, what, no. 30, $32 million and have him sit on the bench next year. Well, the so, problem is you, you can offer that to a Carolina or a Houston. And, um, but if I'm Carolina Houston, I'm looking at what, how Lamar just handled this situation with the Ravens and what the Ravens had offered him. You know what I mean? It's not like that was a rumor that the Ravens came out and said, this is what we offered him. Yeah. And it was pretty much with the market. Um, you know what I mean? So then at that point, I'm like, well, why would I want to deal with that? You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like this guy is a one-hit wonder, in my opinion. Other than that, he's just – it's just average stats besides, you know what I mean? If you want a running back, you can draft a running back in fourth round and do the same thing. Yeah, besides that, like I said, his MVP season, he hasn't really been anything <laughs> too impressive. And like you said, whoever whoever trades for him is, you know, going to have to sign him to a contract. I mean, right. he's – I'm not under contract right now. He's just been offered the franchise tender. So whoever decides, if anybody does trade for him, whoever decides to trade for him, like you said, is going to have to offer him a contract. So, you know, and the like you said, the numbers that the Ravens offered him wasn't good enough for Lamar. So, I mean, does anybody want to take that chance? Who knows? But Lamar's going to be playing somewhere next year. <laughs> it's a shitty situation for both parties. Yeah, and Lamar's I agree. trying to play it off, and he really needs an agent. I don't know why he thinks he's smarter than an agent. I don't understand that whole thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he needs an agent if he wants the money that he wants. Exactly. But if you just wanted to sign for what the Ravens offered you, you don't necessarily need an agent. Right. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But if you're asking, if you have the asking price that Lamar has, you need someone to negotiate it for you. Yeah. So, I mean, an agent would be beneficial for him, but I don't think he's going to – and maybe he does hire an agent, you know, within the next month or so after the draft. Like I said, once – everything is kind of up in the air. It's all speculation until after the draft mm-hmm. because no one knows who's going where, who's picking up who yet. So after the draft, I think this is when, that, when the Lamar situation is really going to heat up and we're going to see someone either make a potential trade for him or he's either going to sign the franchise tender with the Baltimore Ravens. and But, you know, I don't think that's going to happen because he's, like I said, that relationship is tarnished that right. neither one of them wants him to be there next year. So we'll see what happens, but we'll keep you guys posted 
with the whole Lamar situation this offseason. All right, Matt. So before we get into our state of the franchise discussion this week, I want to know who your best remaining free agent is yet. Oh, throwing a curveball at me. Um, let me look. Uh, if I'm going to go overall top, um, was once 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 upon a time a superstar. I'm going to go with probably OBJ, and then if I had to go second, it would probably be uh, Frank Clark. I do like fr- some Frank right, Clark. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good ones out there that people don't realize. You know, yeah. you have Leonard Floyd, um, Clowney, just trying to look down the list here. Um, you got a bunch of them, but I'm definitely going to go with OBJ. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, and I'm actually shocked that he hasn't been signed yet. I mean, yeah. all, I, I, do I mean, you think really... it's, do you think he's still not cl- passing physicals? That's what I'm getting from it. I mean, he just had that that workout not too long ago. So, I mean, if he, if there was any, you know, debate or discussion or whether or not he was good enough to play, I mean, I don't think he would have done that. I think that was probably him saying, Hey, I'm healthy. Look how good I can play yet. I mean, and I'm like, other than, you know, the, the whole ACL thing, like he had a pretty decent season with the Rams before he got injured in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I don't know why he isn't signed yet. And there's quite a few teams out there that could use a wide receiver that he could actually be really beneficial to. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't I don't understand it, but I guess it's scary coming um, signing a mid – was he like 30 – what did you say, 33? He, he's probably 32. 30, early 30s, yeah. Yeah, and coming off of two seasons back-to-back with ACL tears. So – yeah, he's no, thirty. I don't know. He's what? He's thirty. He's thirty. Yeah, dude, I'm all messed up on my ages. Yeah, I thought he was thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three. You know, somewhere a little bit older than that. But and yeah, it doesn't and, sound like a big difference. But that's yeah, every, for, every for a wide receiver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, every year, difference. every yeah. year is a big difference in a wide receiver. But yeah, no, that's that's better than I thought. Um, I was shocked that I would be shocked if we don't start the season and. Um, with him being not on a team because I know he's asking for, I think I want to say 15 million, which and I don't think that's going to, I think he's going to settle for, you know what I mean? Nine or yeah, 10. But, and maybe that's the issue is yeah. he's asking a price, but you know, I would, I wouldn't um, be opposed to that. Yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing him go back to the giants though. I mean, that's a team that could really use him. They've got no be. one. <laughs> Yeah, and he's really but, good friends with Saquon still. So yeah, but maybe they're a little, know. maybe their wounds a little bit too fresh though with the whole Kenny Galladay <laughs> situation. They're a little weary about signing a receiver like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think he would be a good fit there because, like I said, they don't really have anybody as far as wide receivers, and you just signed Daniel Jones to a big money contract, so you got your franchise quarterback. So I mean, for them to not have a, a definitive number one guy, I mean. I, I don't see why OBJ would wouldn't want to go back there. Yeah, um, I'd be shocked with that as well. Um, I think Giants are going to go after somebody like a Hopkins, or you know what I mean, somebody that's kind of like Hopkins isn't a free agent. I don't think, but he's pretty much a free. He's agent on the trading they've, block. They've made it clear that they, yeah, they want to trade him. They want to split from each other. Yeah, so I would see him going after somebody like that. Um, if you're going to pay, you know, a good healthy contract over OBJ and not have to deal with the 
the drama again. Because, I mean, yeah, it'd be exciting to have him back, and then that'll fade after one or two losses and he's screaming on the sideline. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I think he's still got a lot left to offer a team, um, but I don't think anybody's going to pay him what he wants. So, right. I mean, we'll see. I, I fully expect him to be on a roster. After, like I said, after the draft, a lot of stuff's going to happen. But I fully yeah. expect I fully expect him to be somewhere after the draft, before training camp at least. Well, and then once you get the training camp, once um, like in the beginning of training camp, a lot of these veterans they don't get signed or anything, and they don't want to get signed because they don't want to have to deal with going to training camp. Right. They'd, rather, they'd rather just uh, join Layden and <laughs> yeah. be yeah. late to the party and not have to work their ass off all summer. Yeah. Um, um, but definitely by, you know I mean? Once you get to like closer to, to the start of preseason, which was it just, just two games, uh, three games, is it still three games? I didn't yeah. know if they changed it. Um, yeah. So once you get started that, that's when, um, free agents start to panic a little bit and lower their prices and you know what I mean? And that's when you'll see him signed most likely in my opinion, that's, we have a while to go before we see him signed, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I like I said, I expect him to be somewhere this uh, this season. Maybe yeah. the Giants, maybe somewhere else. Who knows? Okay, so let's get into our state of the franchise segment here tonight. We are going to be discussing the Tennessee Titans and the Cleveland Browns. So let's get started off with the Tennessee Titans. Here, they finished the 2022 campaign at seven wins and ten losses which was second place in the AFC South behind the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, their offensive statistics this year, um, they were 17.5 points per game, which was 28th in the league. Their yards per game was 30th in the league at 296. Their third down conversion percentage was 36.5, which was 23rd in the league. Fourth down conversion percentage, they were at 52.94%, which was 14th. And then their red zone scoring percentage was number six in the league at 64.29%. And as far as rushing yards, even with Derrick Henry, they were number 13th in the league last year with rushing yards per game at 125.4. And passing yards in the game per game, they were number 30th last year with 171.4. So offensive statistics, not too great, especially with one of the best running backs in the league. But we know that their quarterback situation wasn't too great last year. Even with Ryan Tannehill, they didn't look too good. And then he got injured, and they brought in their rookie, Malik Willis, who you know didn't look too great either. And then they had Josh Dobbs start for the last two games of the season last year. So their offense struggled a little bit. Um, but how did they do defensively last year? Uh, their defense on one side of the ball was a little bit better than um, what you could have predicted. But uh, offense, uh, defense opponent yards per game, they're 23rd in the league um, at 351 yards. Um, their opponent rushing yards per game, um, you'll be surprised on this one. They're actually ranked number first, even above San Francisco, at uh, 76 yards per game allowed on the ground. Well, that's and, pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's, that's as good as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then uh, passing yards per game, um, they were 32nd in the league. So they went first <laughs> on the rushing and then 32nd. <laughs> uh, I think that would have been better if they would have just met in the middle on both of them. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so they allowed 
274 yards in the air game. Uh, and then as far as key defensive stats, um, their opponent completion percentage was they allowed 65%. That's not very good. And then opponent red zone scoring percentage uh, was 55%. So not very good. Yeah. Like you said, the, the passing yards or their opponent passing <laughs> per game dead last in the league. So, I mean, that that's pretty really crazy, help, right? Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, this team, like I said, they were 7-10 and 10 last year. So, uh, they do have a couple key players coming back. Obviously, running back Derrick Henry is the big one, um, even though we've heard rumors of them uh, looking for a trade partner for him. Uh, looks like they haven't found one yet. Maybe they will, maybe not, but it looks like he'll be back for the 2023 campaign. Um, they have safety Kevin Byard coming back next year. He was one of the, the big pieces of that defense, uh, You know, one of the better safeties in the league. Um, and then they had decided to bring Ryan Tannehill back for another year. Maybe not the best decision to bring Ryan Tannehill back. I mean, this team, to me... I thought really, they tainted that relationship because they, you know, they were all about getting rid of him, and then all of a sudden, oh, no. I mean, he, he's – other than the that the year that they went to the conference championship game, like he really hasn't been too much no. of a, a star player for them. And he hasn't really had – But he also has – but he also hasn't failed them really. You know what I mean? Like right. I can't really – he's been exact – he's been a Ryan Tannehill. You know what I mean? What do you think of yeah. when you think of Ryan Tannehill? You know, he's just a middle-of-the-pack guy that he doesn't really cost him games, but I, he doesn't really – Ex, you know, exceed an average quarterback. He's not. He he's not. Yeah, he's not going to win some games. He's not going to be the fourth quarter comeback guy that you need. Like if you're if you're down under no. two minutes to play in the game and you need to score a touchdown to win the game, like Ryan Tannehill is probably not going to be <laughs> the guy you want to put your team on his back. But I but mean, he's also the guy that's not going to cost you the game usually, right? You know what I mean, so it's and like hard. Would, to, it's hard to love him and it's hard to hate him. He hasn't had to be that guy because of, you know, Derrick Henry's success. But now that we saw a slight decline of Derrick Henry last year, maybe the Titans are thinking that they need a quarterback now. Um, But they really, this offseason so far, haven't made any moves, really. So I don't see them improving too much beyond the 7-10 and record next year. I think they're probably – I don't know what their plans are, man. Yeah. I I just – maybe they forgot about it. You know, they're just kind of like, you know, like – enjoying their their off season and they're just like oh shit you know what i mean we've we kind of have a football team to run and now it's april and we've missed out on the good players yeah i mean i can see them finishing you know seven and ten eight and nine uh right around where they did last year maybe second right. or third place in this division again uh but i don't see them especially with you know the jaguars the way they've improved you know what we're gonna see from the colts within the next couple of years once they start their or finish their rebuilding process. You know, I don't think the Titans are going to be the powerhouse in this division that they once were. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, they might surprise you a little bit because Derrick Henry is uh, one year healthier coming off of that. Uh, what was it? Uh, Achilles tear. I forget. Yeah. Something I really like forget. Um, something lower body, for, bad for running back, but he's another year out from that. So, you know what I mean? He's actually going to be healthier and maybe look a little better than he did. He just didn't look right in my opinion. And it's just uh, unfortunate for the team because it goes where Henry takes him. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, unfortunately it could be surprise you a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. I like, 
I, I mean, they're not going to finish. Them a game, give them an extra game. Yeah, they're not going to finish last, but like I said, they'll probably do a game or two better and probably finish second or third in this division. Right. Okay, so the next team up in our State of the Franchise segment is going to be the Cleveland Browns. They finished 7-10 and 10 in the twenty two or 2022 campaign, which was last in the AFC North. Uh, Offensive-wise, their points per game was number 17th in the league at 21.2. Yards per game, they were 14th in the league at 349.1. Third down conversion percentage, they were 21st at 38%. Fourth down conversion percentage, they were eighth in the league at 54%. And then their red zone scoring percentage was 19th in the league at 53.57. As far as rushing yards per game, they were number five in the league overall last year at 146.5 a game. And passing yards per game, they were 22nd in the league at 202.8 yards per game. So offensive-wise, I mean, rushing-wise, they did really well. They were fifth in the league, but, you know, as far as the passing game with Jacoby Brissett starting 11 games last year and then Deshaun Watson coming in and not really doing well, that passing game wasn't really something to write home about. But defensively, how did they do? Um, Let's see. uh, They were 12th in uh, opponent yards per game at 331 yards. Um, On the ground, yards per game for their opponent, they were 25th. Uh, at 135 yards per game. And then they're a little bit better in their passing defense. Uh, passing yards per game allowed, um, they were fifth behind Washington at 196. Wow, I'm actually shocked that Washington was up there in passing <laughs> yards per game. Um, and then uh, as far as de- key defensive stats, um, uh, their completion percentage allowed um, average was 60%. That's actually not too terrible. And then... Um, Red zone scoring percentage, 55%. So, you know, not the best defense, but uh, their passing defense wasn't uh, was top five, so that's pretty good. Yeah, and they're going to have a lot of key players coming back next year. I mean, um, obviously the biggest one or biggest two, I would say, is going to be running back Nick Chubb and defensive end Miles Garrett. Um, right. but offensive line, they're going to have Joel Batonio coming back. Uh, they're also going to have offensive tackle Jack Conklin coming back. And then a big one for them on defense, other than Miles Garrett, is uh, defensive back Greg Newsom. So this team, I mean, and you know how I feel about Deshaun Watson. I'm not his biggest fan. I don't think he's worth the money that they're paying him. So to me, biggest thing on this team right now is, is Deshaun Watson's got to play up to to the money that they're paying him and this team can be successful. Like I said, they were they're they're playing in a pretty tough division. You got the Bengals, um, you got the Ravens, you got the Steelers. I mean they finished seven and ten, which was, you know, a good record for most teams last year and they finished last place in their division. So right. I mean, like I said, Deshaun Watson's really got to step it up next year and maybe he will, you know, maybe he'll step it up after you know, having an off season and going into the season, being able to play and start games, who knows? I'm not a big fan of, of Deshaun Watson. I don't think he's going to do as well as everybody thinks he will. So I, I see this team finishing, you know, at the bottom of the division like they have last year and you know previous years. Yeah, I think for me, um, as far as Deshaun Watson, um, I really seen a decline, and I feel like I'm the only one that knows this because nobody ever brings it up. Ever since Hopkins had left him, 
and Texans. I just felt like he declined drastically and people were blaming it on the team and the organization yeah. and stuff. And they forgot that, that uh, he went the whole season with no drops and he was catching the balls, piss poor thrown balls uh, between his legs. And you know what I mean? He was insane that last year he was there. Yeah. And I just feel like people had forgotten that. And um, I think he was kind of prodigy of what Hopkins had done for him. And not saying he's a bad quarterback. I think he's, you know, he can be a fairly good quarterback, but I think he was way overhyped. I think the Browns will be right where they're at. Um, the same thing, like you said, is, is last year. I think it's going to take maybe maybe this offseason and this year for Deshaun to get a little bit back in his groove of things and become, you know, um, a top 15 quarterback again. Um, but I, they definitely need some help to to help him out on offense as well because like we've seen with what was it Jacoby Brissett I just yeah I felt bad for him seeing him get taken out of the game when not taken out of the game but just like his last game I just feel like he said he just should have just played him out for the year but yeah I mean yeah, but I when, when you when, when you're you paying guy that much yeah you know? when you're paying guy that much you, yeah you want to put him in there and play as many games as he can but I, I mean, hate like, seeing quarterbacks like J- Jacoby Brissett just like throwing around yeah. like that. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's such he's, a good guy. He's another one of those journeyman quarterbacks. Yeah, that bounces around. I mean, but yeah. you know, he he it, it, Jacoby Brissett. Like, he's he's a good guy. I mean, I think he'll you know probably start a few games, you know, wherever he ends up and and, and plays. But you know, like you said, uh, I don't see the Browns doing too well next year. I mean, they're going to be. You know, the Bengals are going to be the kings of that division for years to come. I think so. I mean, we're going to see. The, I mean, maybe they'll they'll bump up to third place next year in the AFC North, but I don't see them doing any better than that. Well, who knows? Oh. Depending on where the Baltimore Ravens end up next year, where, where this whole Lamar Jackson thing goes, maybe they'll finish second, third. Who knows? I don't think it's going to throw them off that that far. Um, at least they know their quarterback situation going forward, that it's not going to be Lamar and they're not going to be expecting him back. And, you know I mean? Dra- that whole thing dragging out yeah. where it did last year. But um, when you know what's, what's ahead, you can predict, you can plan a little bit better. Um, that was just kind of like uh, playing it by ear weekly for Ravens last year. So yeah. kind of like fucked him over, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's going to be a, like you said, it's it's Bengals division now, pretty much. It was Ravens, and it flip flopped once you got yeah, Joey yeah. B in the league and the, the Andy one, Dolan out of Cincy. The one team that it's never been though is the Browns, <laughs> because it yeah. was it, it was the Ravens and the Steelers, and now it's the Bengals, and you know it's bouncing around a bit. So I don't see the Browns ever coming back to be the leaders of that division. But I know, like I said, they're going to. There's always the Steelers and Ravens, man. Yeah, just, I just yeah. felt like that was the that was one of the best, the best uh, rivalries rivalries to watch. Now yeah. I can't stand watching either team. <laughs> yeah. I just I can't. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, they're definitely nowhere near where they were like ten years ago. Yeah, but, watching but, Big Ben and yeah. uh, Jerome Bettis, and yeah, you know I mean those were. Those, Those were the were times, times, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Heinz, Heinz Ward, yeah. yeah. Even Antonio Brown in a division that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they were still I liked pretty, I liked pretty decent then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but uh, like I said, it's the Bengals division now, so 
if anybody's going to try to dethrone them, I don't see it happening. Hey, that's the best free agent. I'll scrap uh, OBJ. I'm taking Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> not taking him. <laughs> He's definitely the best free agent, though. You can't lie. Uh, he, he, could, he could easily come back in. and If I wanted somebody to take their shirt off and run into the locker room mid-game, then I'll take Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> me about him is. Tom Brady stuck his neck out for him, and he just <laughs> yeah, yeah he just, sure did. Yeah, we don't have enough uh, time left to talk about him. No. Wow, yeah. he's just it's just insane. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy what happened to him, poor guy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, good episode. I appreciate your time. Yeah, yeah, it was an, another good episode this week, guys. Thanks for listening in. Uh, we are at Late Hit PFR on Twitter. Matt is at Matt PFR and I am at T underscore Luddy. And we want to thank you guys again for joining in this week. We'll keep you updated. Everything that happens between now and next week's podcast. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in.